What's up? That's right. Another epidose in the same month, aren't you? I know, we're rocking it. That is like our... I think that's like our best. That's probably meeting our best standard, so... Well, we're rocking it, even though even though the internets are trying to slow us down, we are still forging ahead. I think, you know, it's the, you know, I think it's government slowdown. That's what it is, for sure. Net neutrality. We are are neutral in terms of candidates and politics, and that's why we are getting punished right now for the kind of, like, connections we have. have. I know. It's like we are complacent. We're being, we're being throttled for. Yeah, it's it's so. it's throttled. If we're slow, we're in weird business. Yeah. yeah. If there's any issues with this pod's audio, uh, it's the government, the ISP's fault. So. Uh, or or some some pissy dude out on some outpost with like wild gray hair and no ambition. To go beyond what he's stuck at, like in the movie that we saw this last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I like to call this movie is, um, we'll give you the real title, but I, I decided I'm going to call it uh, uh, Plagiarism the Movie. Ooh, okay. Because uh, the only thing I was going to say about it is that the cover of it looks like a really wicked NES game cover so oh no i mean well i mean i'm sure if they basically once you hear my uh my case against that oh oh you you can call me you can call me botch now uh once you hear my case against it i think they if they decide to rip off an nes cover that would not be shocking either oh yeah we're gonna have fun with this movie but beside that what else is going on in the last couple weeks? Uh, it's record store day today. Mm. I'm wasted, so I got records and I'm drunk. So uh, I promise I'll keep it clean and not go blue. Uh, but um, I've already had like a half day's worth of of, of crate digging and scoundering and, and, and scavengering, if that's a word. So um, my, my my senses are tuned, and it's 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 ready to like tear apart this movie that I've seen already as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun ride. Well, um, as I say, what else is? It's gonna be an interesting one to discuss. Um, the, also, in the last week, um, we've had the Star Wars trailer. We've had the Superman Batman trailer. All right. Um, so and today. And today, it was either today, it was today, uh, more details about Star Wars Rebels Season 2 came out. And I, and I saw that. And they're straight up, no, no, they're not even hiding the fact that Ahsoka Tano is going to prob- end up facing Darth Vader at some point this season. And that just makes me jump with joy. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be... That's good. The first season blew me out of the water. I wasn't, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed Clone Wars. Um, 
partially under recommendation. I checked it out, and it, I, I, Clone Wars got super awesome in like season four and, and towards the end of its run. It was good before, but it got well, really good. the last season of Clone Wars was just disjointed. It was like a collection of just esoteric stuff. They didn't really connect with the timeline. I think they just kind of started working on stuff, and then when it got shut down, it's like, oh, it's not gonna happen. But then like Netflix is like, finish it out, and it's just like, it was some cool stuff, but. The one one episode where Yoda was like floating in space and shit, that was kind of just like I mean that was just weird. So the yeah, last there was, the last there some, wasn't that good. There was some, well, there was some filler. Season four of or of, uh, of Clone Wars was fantastic though, um, and then Rebels I think blew that out of the water. So and, and now they're having characters from like um, they might have some clones left over from. Uh, Clone Wars in Rebels season two, as well as Ahsoka Tano, and and holy shit, that's all you need to know. Uh, seriously, that's all you really need to know. Yeah. And, and then of course, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say. And then of course you have the trailer for Episode Seven that was released this week that blew everybody's socks off. Uh, so. And it, it took every fanboy back to their childhood. It's Why? even for like. <laughs> Why there's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. By the childhood, I mean that they were crying and pooping their pants. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and even for like you know the the average chat board for like when new stuff comes out, there's usually those guys who crap all over it. You know, oh, I'm tired of it. Lucas ruined it. It's stupid. I hated the prequels. Even that was toned way down. I I found almost almost exclusively like positive like oh, i'm so excited i was jaded about it but now i'm excited again you know what though you know what though of... it's like there were there was that one asshole that was spot on it's also... it like saying that's what you guys said about phantom menace it's like it's like i'm so yeah. jaded they messed with the trilogy and they did special editions yeah, we know what the thing is some star wars is better than no star wars yeah yeah so so you know it's like yeah phantom menace is but I like fan. There's parts in Phantom Menace that are quite awesome, and it's Star Wars, so you know I'd rather them make more Star Wars than not so, make them. One thing that makes me the most excited was the real life BB-8 droid coming out on this. Yeah, that made me excited. Not all this other stuff because it's like they invented or produced a technology to enable something like that to happen, and it was fucking awesome. And it made yeah. it made it made you it like whereas maybe the previous trilogy was like all CGI and that's how they're able to do it. It's like with 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 this next movie, they actually have a piece of something that is real, and they're actually able to justify it existing in that universe by saying, "Hey, it's real." And it's thirty-five millimeter film, practical effects where possible. Of course, there's going to be digital effects. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah. But, yeah, hell, if they got a little soccer ball droid running around and it's real, all right, good. That's that. That's what sold me. It wasn't all this other stuff. One of the new updated Stormtrooper. It wasn't the fun that it wasn't the fact no, that Carrie Fisher was trotted out and she looks completely different from what I expected. Uh, it wasn't the fact that, like, like, the new stars are, like, diverse and, like, Yay, they're culturally, like, diverse, and it's like, oh, it's like, they're all new set of heroes. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, that's great, 
But that didn't get really... What got me excited was the fact that there was a droid that they, you, that they built that was like... It was, I mean, it's Disney, right? So I'm going to say it. They imagineered it. And and it's like this <laughs> real... Careful, careful. We're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was actually manifested into something <laughs> tangible that you could touch and feel that came out on the stage. It's something that you like assumed, like what I assumed when I saw the first teaser, was like, there's no way it was like for real. And then he, the fucker came out on stage and it was like, holy shit. So... That's what I'm excited about. I think I, I'm excited about that the most. And the fact that Han Solo is like, Chewie, we're home. That just like <laughs> blew me away. So it was like those two things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the throwing into the Han Solo bit at the end of the trailer was, you know, they're like, here you go. We know you want this. Here you go. You can have it. And then, um, it, of course, it didn't hurt that they clipped the uh, Luke Skywalker dialogue from Turn of the Jedi, let it be the voiceover. That was awesome. Well, and then the last bit just a like, lot. Well, no, 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 no. But then the last bit was like, now you have it. So he's talking to somebody yeah. about it. So I think he's talking to Leia. Well, they, honestly. Uh, well, I think well they, the clips they pulled from Return of the Jedi are when he's talking to Leia. The thing he says at the very end of the new trailer actually is said in Return of the Jedi. It's just said before all that other stuff, and they just reordered it. Is okay. my. And I think that's correct. I might be wrong. I don't care if they. I don't care if actually. I don't give two shits. If they clipped it from Turn of the Jedi. It was no, awesome. They, so. I mean, they should just like own it. They should just do it. You know. Yeah, I don't care. Is it, you know what? If Luke's in it and he says something close to that to another person, done. Good. Um, and I, you know, from all hints, it looks like the protagonist and main Jedi, good Jedi, is going to be be a lady, and that's all right. Yeah, I have no qualms about that at all. Actually, I have no qualms about it. And there's some people that have been out of shape about the, the diversity coming to the Star Wars universe, which it's like, who gives a shit? I think I think I think as it's long as the I think bad guy was, is as long as the bad guys are cool, Jedi's are awesome, then who gives a shit? I think I think it's and there's a lot of space fights. I think too. it's a double edged I think I think it's a double edged sword sword, right? Like there's some people that have to have the checklist. It's like, is there diverse? Right? Is it diverse? Right? There's and then there's other people who are like I don't want it diverse. Right? It's like, but I yeah. think I think I think it's a double-edged sword, and I think really, it's a sword does, that doesn't need to be unsheathed from its like, like mantle or whatever the hell it's called. You because, know, it's just let them cast it the way they're gonna cast it, and just if the story's good, it won't fucking matter. Exactly. That's my point. Who gives two shit about whether or not it is or isn't? If it's a the aim number one thing is to be if it's a good fucking story and if it's enter- engaging and entertaining. If it's engaging and entertaining, then nobody gives a fuck about the fringe like, like qualities or aspects of each and every individual that's in it. It's like, it's like who cares? No, I mean like, no. Here's my you know here my checklist for Star Wars: uh, cool lightsaber fight, some space battles, and a good story. There. Yeah, you know, and if you can, if you can throw a lady, if you can throw a lady in there as opposed to a dude, so what? Great, I'm all for yeah, it. You know, fair. whatever. Just make it entertaining and interesting. It's like if I don't go to a yeah. movie, I don't go to a movie to have a check and roll in with a checklist of certain things, right? I go into a movie to be entertained and to and have an escape, right? 
And and if that escape is there, yeah, and that entertainment is there, then then you could do whatever the fuck else you want with that. That's it. Well, uh, yeah. really, my checklist for Star Wars is uh, is it Star Wars? Okay. Well, that's, that's it. That's kind of it. <laughs> There, there's two things from that. Well, there's one thing from the Star Wars celebration where it's like, we get it. We saw the, the Kathleen Kennedy, who was running the whole show, was like, we get it. You know, you only saw one female in the cast photos, and we're bringing more females in because people are bitching about it. It's like, fine, whatever. We're doing it for the fans. You guys are going to piss and moan about it. That's great. It's like, yeah, fine. But also, like, what a lot of people didn't realize is that the lady who was the. Uh, the Talbon Swede from Game Game of Thrones is actually one of the Chrome Stormtroopers uh, in the movie. So it's like they already have ladies lined up. It's just like at first they just have they're not revealing everything about the movie. So no, solid. no, but they had the cast photo and and the the social justice warriors like like materialized and like was like yeah we're gonna bitch and complain because yeah that's what they do. Ugh. So it's like. That's right. I understand it. I understand what you're saying, but all right, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be diverse. It, there's gonna be aliens. All right, so it's like it's gonna be diverse because it's a universe. But I mean, good for you. To be granted, it's a slightly <laughs> the empire is a slightly British tilted universe, but we we don't really know why on that front. So. You know what though, and uh, and and the Star Trek and this. Well, and the Starchipper guy, who's going to be probably one of the protagonists in the next movie, the Starchipper guy, uh, I forgot his name, who happens to be of a... I think it's... It's like M... I, I don't even know. I'm not even going to attempt it. I think his name is Finn something, so... Yeah, that guy. That guy is, 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 is African descent, but he's obviously from Britain. He has a British accent. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I guess in the Star Wars universe, the uh, the people we most closely recognize as Earth people <laughs> apparently were the British made Earth. it out to the other universe. I don't so, know. I think uh, it's more. I think it's more of of the way that they carry themselves within the language, right? There's yeah. some, there's a, there's, well, I mean, there's just, a certain amount of authority whenever you hear a British person speak, right? There's a, I mean, you get that sense of like uh, authority and 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 proper. Like sense that you don't get. Well, yeah, I guess there's, there's that. Like, if something somebody says something to you with a British accent, it immediately sounds smarter. Yeah, it's go. like it's like, yeah. you know, and we're in Texas right now, and everybody says y'all and stuff like that. I mean, it just ends up being flakier. Or if you go to California and the dude, bro, it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Or if you go to like Florida, where it's like, I'm gonna murder you with my face. It's like, uh, I don't know if that's going to work either. So it's like... It's, <laughs> that, was the, that was the state motto of Florida? Yeah, I'm going to murder you with my face. So, like... Okay. Yeah, so it's like, uh, you get some British dudes. That's a thing. I don't know how, like... Okay, I'm going to spend, like, 30 seconds on this, because actually, it kind of, well, it doesn't really play into the movie. But I don't think there is as much rampant like racism in Europe uh, as there is maybe in America because it's not a cottage industry in Europe as it is here in America. So I, 
I mean, I, I welcome whatever criticism that may come from that, and I would be more than happy to be educated. Maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture, but the way I see it, the way I see it is, like, maybe, like, like British people of African descent uh, probably more than likely don't get it as much as maybe uh, African people in America dissent because of whatever is going on, whatever led that way, and all that other stuff. So I'm going to let that think, sit out there and yeah, be my throw that out. statement. And then, and then if somebody wants to correct me with sites and articles and stuff like that, you're more than welcome to because I have an open mind about all that. But that's the way I see it right now. And it... Is makes it more justified the fact that they pulled this guy, who's of British descent, to be like he's going to be the lead guy. Uh, I think it's uh, what's his name, Jason Boyega. Is his name? Yeah, he's going to be the lead guy, and it's yeah, funny that he he's is not just a throw. Yeah, I mean he is going to be the guy, and it's 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 interesting that he is of British descent uh, in his in, in lineage versus like something in American. And that's what I'm saying about that. And and I'm just gonna leave that it. Uh, and I'm gonna say that, you know, regardless of whatever social political stuff that might be flowing in and out of whatever happens with this, I'm excited for the fact that that they're doing a really good job of 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 ushering in a new generation of heroes as well as giving credence to the previous heroes. And just tying it all together with the kind of dogfights in in action and adventure that we we've all come to know and love. Hey, the original Star Wars movie, and not not it's the more. It's, it's it's Star Wars being made by a Star Wars fan, which yeah. is good. So, at any rate, so that came out. Tim, what are your thoughts about Batman versus Superman? Go Batman Superman. Okay, here it is. Trailer on that. I think it looks awesome. I'm a fan of that darker tinge. I know people don't like Superman being brooding, but I got sick of him being a golden boy goody two-shoes, so I'm okay with him being kind of broody. Like Batman, I also understand the criticism that it is good to, for it to actually kind of work, and the reason it works in the comics is that Superman is a goody two-shoes and Batman's kind of the broody one and maybe Green Arrow sometimes, but then you have lighter characters that play off each other. That said, that's just not the way it's going to be in this movie. It's going to be a little closer to the, like, the Frank Miller, the Dark Knight kind of stuff, which is fine. I like kind of having Superman be a back and forth. Do you like him? Do you trust him? Do you not trust him? I think it looks cool. I think it's fine. That said, what, everything I said about the comment boards being non-negative about Star Wars, it was the exact opposite because apparently the uh, the geek rule or like they put out their talking points to the little uh, internet <laughs> people. Talking uh, points. <laughs> like they put out the talking points to all internet snarkers and apparently Zack Snyder's on the shit list. So they just are burying the guy and they're like, it looks terrible. It's going to ruin it. It's dumb. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you guys, you know what? You should just be on your fucking knees. Thanking God that they're even going to make a Superman versus Batman movie, let alone if you, it's done to your exact specifications. So, well, fucking. and it's also leading into a justice league movie. So, so they're getting, and if you're in, and you know, if it's one of those things, if you don't want them to fight each other, cause like, why would they fight each other? It's like they do in the comic book. Sometimes, sometimes Batman's whole deal is that sometimes he has a little file on all the superheroes. So he knows how to take them down. If they ever go bad, 
primary one being Superman. Some of the old comics, Superman gave him a kryptonite bullet or gave him a piece of kryptonite so he could take him out if somebody like Brainiac or somebody ever took over his head. So that's in there. And on top of it, based on the Man of Steel movie, there's going to be some people unhappy with Superman. That's the way it works. And so it's going to be Batman doing it a little bit, and you got Lex Luthor who's going to be in it. It makes sense. It works. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm not worried about it. I'm excited to see it. Now, granted, Star Wars, I'm much, 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 much more excited to see, but I'm a DC Comics person. I like Aven- I like the Avengers. I like the Marvel stuff, but I really have been aching for some good DC stuff. Um, well, I was very disappointed. That's the problem, I enjoyed that's it. That's the problem, though. It's like you're not really getting a good flow of good DC stuff. Do you watch Do you watch Arrow it's, and the Flash I, on TV? Man of Steel. Um, I haven't jumped in on those yet. I've heard good things about the Flash. Arrow, I heard, did get some legs under it after like the second season. But I have that. Um, I did like Man of Steel a lot. If that's the tone the DC Universe movies are going to take, okay. I can deal with that. I can uh, deal with the darker DC Universe. That's the kind of the Elseworlds slash alternate reality comics I kind of like are when there's weird shit going on. There's a series based off a video game called Injustice Gods Among Us, and they actually have a comic companion for it. And the comic is awesome. Oh. So, um, it's just like if Superman kind of decided he did know best, and he's still kind of technically a good guy, but he kind of takes over the world. And, um, there's infighting and Superman. It's, it's just awesome. Anyway, it's a good little, it's a good book. If you're out there still reading it, I think it's still been, it's a fairly new series. I think they're on year two. And, uh, so it's, it's it one. sounds like, but, it sounds like something that I would, like my dog. It sounds like it would be something that would parallel with the set, the super Batman versus Superman movie. Right. Cause I see that a lot in comics now where it's like all of a sudden newbie things are influencing comic titles. I see that in Marvel all over. Like they actually well, came out so, with an Agents of with, Shield. They actually came out with an Agents of Shield like comic book because of the TV show. So I could see both influencing each other. Where like the comic book influences the movie, movie justifies the comic book, vice versa and all this other stuff. So I, I could see that totally happening. Um well then the kicker with the uh the comic books is like the uh, they're uh, in Batman vs Superman. They're definitely borrowing from Dark Knight Returns. The, when they show Batman with his eyes lighting up and he's kind of in a jumped up, jazzed up Batman suit, yeah. um, that's totally Dark Knight Returns. Um, the Frank Miller thing, which is fantastic, but um, that's they're going to borrow. It's going to kind of like they're going to borrow a little bit from that. They might borrow a little bit from Gods Among Us. Um, there's, Are we gonna see the other Justice League members in that movie? Uh, you will get. I think the last I heard is you're gonna get at least a, at least a, a quick in with Wonder Woman and possibly Aquaman, possibly Aquaman, and maybe an off and, and an offshoot of possibly a not a Flash, uh, maybe Cyborg. Huh. So okay because um, that they're gonna go cyborg i'm almost certain they're gonna go cyborg instead of martian manhunter I hate, um, I hate i hate to bring it back to marvel but have you watched any of the daredevil series on netflix um i have not but i am going to watch it because i know i'll watch um all of it uh my uh because you, you said you said frank, said frank miller, miller so, and um, well, yes and he did daredevil. 
So, um, and he, but, no, I, I am stoked to watch it. I'm just going, I just need to, uh, I've got so much stuff that I've been watching. Um, it's in there and I'm going to watch it. And I saw parts of it, uh, while Rebecca was watching it and it looks, uh, fantastic. I, 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 I've been, I've been, I binge watched it last weekend. I saw the whole thing. It is the best representation of a comic book I have ever seen. Well, and it's like, I'm not so DC that I won't ever watch anything Marvel or, you know, I'm not like that locked down. I enjoy the Avengers movie. Um, got a little tired of Iron Man. Well, um, it's, it, and it's, I, for me, it's not even like DC Marvel. It's the it's 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 how they crafted a thirteen episode series, and and the evolution of a character becoming a vigilante to a superhero, and it is it is I'm not even I'm not even joking. It is the best comic book hero like show that I have ever seen, and it is. Hmm. Well, it's I will uh, worth your time. I will say watching. you get it. You so. just watch the first two, the first two episodes. You don't even see Vincent Onofrio be Kingpin until like later on, and Vincent Onofrio is Kingpin. It is just so. I was gonna say that's not. <laughs> that's enough. Vincent Onofrio's Kingpin's enough to, for me to give it a look by itself. So, but uh, the, you just watch. He's. Just watch the first two episodes of it, and I defy anybody to kind of, like, bring about either a movie, I'm serious, a movie or a TV show that 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 better emulates a comic book than this Daredevil series. I'm not fucking around. It is that good, and it is so worth anybody's time. They should see that Daredevil series. <laughs> It's right up there with the uh, 1990s Justice League of America. <laughs> like, or, the, or the 90, like, like what, 93, 94 Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, right? It's right up there with uh, it. Oh, I forgot about the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Oof. Oh, man. There's a lot of turds in the bowl, but this one is like a brush that wipes it clean. Daredevil is fucking amazing. That's all I gotta say. Like, and... And, oh, God, they planted seeds for so much more. We, Tim, are in a golden age of television. We're removing, we're reviewing movies right now. But right now, uh, television is is the golden age. Like, the series, like, if you went hard-hitting, gutty, bloody, gross, violent, sexy, like, scary, scary, Television's where it's at right now. Movies is where you go where it's like kid friendly and they throw the net out right. But right now it's like it's like if you want if you want something as gritty as like Moon Knight, Punisher, or Lobo, you know, you could like television is where it's gonna end up because you can get away with that stuff. And after seeing this Daredevil thing on Netflix, I'm more of a believer right now of, 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 of a true one-to-one representation of a comic book series. And that's what's so awesome, is that we're on the age of television, but we're also in the age of comic books. Because there is a 50-year history of material to pull from to, to manifest itself in some sort of live-action format. 
where the technology and the choreography is cheap enough where you can get away with it without spending a lot. So we are alive and well in a good time for comic book fans right now. And it's so awesome. The, uh, you know, the thing, and really, truthfully, TV's the better medium to translate a comic book character because it's episodic, just like a comic book. Even if you binge watch them or they're all released at once, it's still like reading a series of comic books. You can have an arc per episode. You can have an overarching arc across several episodes. You can have an even larger arc that goes from beginning to end of series, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it lends so it, and, and it helps you connect with that person as well even more because of what they're going through and how they deal with it and things like that. It's like, it's like perfect. It's, yeah. yeah. You have character development time, and some of the movies, even yeah. the longer superhero movies, tend to run two, two to three hours. They try to get some in, but they got to get their action sequences and you know the popcorn moments and all that stuff in there too. So. Or if it's like Spider-Man, it's like you're gonna have an original story every time a new reboot happens. Oh, I did. You did see. And this is just for anybody who cares. If uh, you've been following it all, they are gonna do another Spider-Man um, within the new Marvel universe and or in partnership with the marvel universe because of the way the rights are held and all that business but and it's going to be a high school peter parker too high school peter parker and they're not going to bother doing his origin story he will already have been come spider-man in the movie oh so you don't have to watch him like rediscover his powers and everything it's going to be they said the thing i read that from the producer said just think of this now in the Marvel universe, as you know, it right now, there's a kid who just realized he has these abilities and he's figuring he's running around with the hood over his head and slowly Figured becoming out. Spider-Man. And we'll pick it up with him once and, he's already Spider-Man. And that is why I, I hate to be uh, a shill. That is why you need to watch Daredevil because it's pretty much the same deal. Yeah. And it start the show starts out with him already like donning the mask and stuff. Not the not the end mask, but, right. but it. I we've we've grown past the origin stories, and I'm excited about it. Let at me for at least um, at least for your more well known heroes. You don't need another Batman origin story. You don't need another Superman origin story. When they finally get to the Wonder Woman thing, you might need to do the origin story a little bit because. Um, but there are a lot of people don't know her origin story and, you know, depending on how they want it to fit into their universe. If you do a secondary character, um, you might tweak the Green Lantern origin story if you're going to reintroduce him at all, uh, which I would hope they would because I'd like to see him in the Zack Snyder universe. I'm excited about the yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool movie being filmed, too. Uh, yeah, there's Deadpool with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, but it's Green Lantern, actually, so. So, we have another superhero to talk about today. Oh, Jesus. We do have to talk about Abraxas. And, and I'm, going to do, I'm going to make a drink because I have to drink during this because it was yeah. not harsh for me. So, give a rundown of it and I'll be right back. All right. Okay, so Abraxas right. is our selection this week. It is um, the basic story is there's these um and essentially they're aliens and they kind of have cops that control the universe which there's a whole lot of idea stealing going on in this movie which we'll get to but anyway there's these two aliens who kind of are like finders they're cops space cops essentially and one of them goes rogue and wants to get this thing 
which I won't call. I'm not going to say what it is yet because it, it ties into my point. So anyway, they get this thing. This one alien goes rogue. He impregnates this woman on Earth with this with his seed, essentially, who is going to have the special ability, but he's also unstable. So um, they put him in jail. He gets out. He's got to go back and reclaim this kid and uh, get the special ability from him. And anyway, it stars Jesse Ventura and uh, Sven Ol Thorson, who is in a lot of stuff. He's the guy with the beard and Running Man. Uh, which Jesse Ventura is also in. Uh, he's kind of the security guard where, he's, where Richard Dawson says, the steroids make you deaf. And he kind of comes back later. He's like, I guess I can't hear you. The steroids made me deaf. Uh, so that's Spin Old Thorson. Jesse Ventura is in that. They're both in Running Man. They're both in this. Uh, the movies, we'll go through it. I think we'll go through it fairly quickly. And we'll talk about some of the, the goofy crud in it. Um, not the best movie. By any means, uh, it's the and that's you know if you if that picked up that was Mike uh, discussing when he's going to be ready to eat so you know that's always good to know too uh, so anyway Braxis is um, uh, not the greatest movie it's definitely Canadian um, not that that means it's bad but it's just definitely Canadian and it is the first real sci-fi movie where I have not seen much sci-fi space movie with space elements where there's actually no space shown uh, it looks like it was shot and then I take it back it looks like it was shot in like upstate New York is actually shot in Ontario Canada uh, in a little town called Thornberry uh, Thornberry Ontario is where it was shot and um they, I think they're supposed to be in like upstate New York, from what I can gather. Um, anyway, um, there's a reason I picked it, and uh, we'll get into that. But uh, yes, we will. Um, yes. Yeah. So, a praxis. Um, now, I, I, I refrain from saying exactly what the. Um, whatever it's secondus or whatever his freaking name is the 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 item or idea that is implanted in the kid i did not say that because it ties into my point later of plagiarism all right so we've got a rundown uh the rundown of the movie is basically two did two dudes on earth whereas like some some whiny guy was like i'm an outpost i'm on an outpost to some corner of our galaxy and it just happens to be earth and then like we get basically some some rejects from Running Man running around trying to fight each other in a forest. Pretty much, right? Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, and it's pretty much like a movie with aliens and space stuff and warped things with no actual shots of space. Or actual action. <laughs> and the action, man, it's... It's like they went out of their way to not have action. Like it's all just either like zoomed in real close, or it's just the lamest fighting you've ever seen. But it stars Jesse Ventura and Sven, which I touched on, Sven Ol Sven Ol Thorson, who was in Running Man with Jesse Ventura. He was a security guard. He's also in Mallrats. Um, he will be in the upcoming Mallrats too. Um, they are doing a sequel to that, aren't they? Are we doing res- a Clerks are they, Three? Are they, resur- are they resurrecting Jason Lee's career now? I've, I've, um, I figured he was well on his way after good- My Name Is Earl. Well, he's had a, he, he's on a cop show on TNT, so he's actually keeping busy. 
Remember um, when he was going to be but, Fletch? But, uh, yeah, they're pretty much not everybody. <laughs> he would have been fine as Fletch, I think. You know who's Fletch now? No. Jason Sudeikis. Eh, eh, maybe, maybe, and maybe. Tim and Kansas I have... Kansas City's own Jason. I know, I was going to say, Tim and I have some lineage with that. Although, well, you, didn't, you didn't go to the 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 Catholic school that I did. You went to grade I went. I was you in went, grade school with him and his sister. Uh, you went to grade school with, with Jason Sudeikis. We, his sister's our age, and she yeah. went to school with Mike in grade school. And she went to the same high school that I and Mike attended. Yes. Um, and she was in our class. And then it didn't connect with me. I remember I was watching a Saturday Night Live and the name came up. And I thought, boy, that's an unusual name to see again. Well, And then you kind of so start realizing know? he's wearing KU sweatshirts and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, it is. He must be related to her. And then I talked to Mike and he's like, yeah, that's her brother. Yeah. All right. So did you know that their uncle is? George Wynn. Yes. Yes. I knew, that, I knew that. I remember her saying once that her uncle was George Went. Yeah, I, course, tried, her I knew that in grade school. Become, yeah, because uh, George Went went George Went went to a Rockhurst High School in Kansas City. So think of the uh, the dry written humor that you see from Jason Sudeikis, and now rewind to seventh grade, uh, where it was a party hosted by one of the families of the Sudeikis or somebody else and it was um, everybody in the class and it was right around that age where it was like super awkward to be with girls and boys so like the girls were on one side the boys were on the other and then Jason was emceeing it and it was like him trying to get people to dance together and failing and then also having the Speed Racer techno theme playing overhead. Um, <laughs> so that's my only memory of, of, of that guy is the fact that he was trying to like, hey, let's dance, people. And then hearing the, the Speed Racer techno theme song and then boys on one side and girls on the other. Oh, my. So there's a story. See what you get on this podcast? You get insight. Insight in Yeah, just stuff. like I ran into Elijah Wood earlier today in Record Store Day. So, yes, I saw oh Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah, just run. Uh, he's Record really Store tiny. Day. Uh, he's really tiny. Uh, he was into the experimental stuff. Uh, he was looking for the Zombies LP that I already got, so I felt pretty good about myself. But, yeah. Um, I don't know the- I don't think you should have tripped him like that. But I have thought about trying to do some trades because there was a Captain Beefheart album I was looking for, and I didn't have, so I was like, "Mm." but I decided against it. I I decided against it. At any rate, Frodo had a copy of that. At any rate, we went on this wild talent. We we went on this wild tangent of of celebrity sightseeing, and I I I want to stop it. No, but I'm gonna say uh, you can see we're dancing around not talking about this movie because um, it sucks. This movie sucks. I hate this because it, it sucks. Now it will it will still suck, but it will be just fascinating when we get to that. So I think we should just give it the. Uh, I think this one deserves the speed recap. 
I, 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 cause I have bullet points. Are we going through bullet point? Okay. Are we doing a bullet point, like I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna task you with speed, speed notes. Yeah. Speed notes. All right. You need to interject because it sounds like you have something that's a little bit more esoteric, something that is is a little bit more overreaching than what I have in my notes. So I'm gonna go through. It the will notes. blow your. It will put out of the water. I'll tell you that. So. All right, I'm excited about that. So we're gonna we're gonna set the bed. We're gonna do the base. We set the bed with my notes, and then Tim is going to marvel us with his theory of of why this movie is and and what plagiarized. It is. Yeah, plagiarized. Not entirely, but um, it's it's definitely it's definitely in that realm. And what I will do is we'll go through his notes. Then I will ask him a couple questions. Yes. Um, about Thanks. said movie. It's been a while since we've done this. I'm excited. It's been a while. I'm excited. All right. And uh, we are now at the notes portion of this cast. (laughs) Speed notes begin now. Now. All right. Cool logo, though. I love the logo logo. of that, right? A Cool cover. cover. So uh, the cover is cool, but I've only seen the cover on IMDb, and it looks like an NES game. with a red eye shooting. And then Olaf Anderson or whatever the hell that guy it just looks. It just looks so yep. Nintendo Entertainment System. I feel like it looks like a really hard side-scrolling game. You know, like <laughs> you get in it and you die like immediately. It's it's a total platformer all the way, homie. Totally. All right. So yeah. uh, next, vaulted. What? Ozone layering. What? Knockout memory. Huh? All right. So like the start of the movie. Hmm. This bothered me so much. Um, I'll get to it because it's in my notes. But basically, like, okay. it starts out with Jesse the body saying, I've had all this shit done to my body that makes me more resilient. And he's just standing there shaking and he's got fake blood on him. And it's like, whatever. So I'm just like, he needs to recite. <coughs> he needs to recite things to a room. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm allergic to shitty movies. Woo. It's so bad. Just neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he needs to recite things from memory to kind of help keep him from dying. <laughs> or something. It just seems ridiculous. So I he's basically getting turned into a, he's getting turned into a super soldier human guy. But if you're not careful, you can lose your identity. So he has to yell out all this personal stuff while he's doing yeah. it. It's correcting the robots while he's at it, too, because he's an asshole. So, um, so there's that. Yeah. I say, huh? Glowing, glowy thing, jinkies. 10,000 years? What? So, apparently, yeah. he's, like, talking a bunch of shit uh, about how he's, like, uh, I, I, we, every, like, cop of the universe, like, says this, like, credence and reaffirms his allegiance to being a cop of the universe. And he says they do it every 100 years. He's like, I've done it over 100 times. So they've established the fact that this guy is like over 10,000 years old. So I'm like, okay, whatever. What the fuck ever. So after that, I say this monologue, this monologue kind of sucks. And we're touching upon a thing, the theme that has bothered me throughout this whole movie. Is that we end up, and you'll see it, we end up with dueling monologues, all right? 
Oh, yeah. A monologue is a good device to kind of move things over from somebody's perspective. But when you have two monologues conflict with each other, it's confusing and silly and stupid and dumb. And that's what we got. But I already said this monologue kind of sucks because Jesse Vajira was talking a bunch of game about how, like, I'm the bomb and I'm stuff and all this other stuff. And then in my next note, I say 10,000 years and they still haven't cured baldness. So Jesse the Ventura, <laughs> Jesse the body of Ventura with his dome all shiny and glistening with his hair on the side from that and then a rat tail touching his shoulder blades yep. from the back and stuff like that. I'm like, 10,000 years being a cop and that's what's fashionable in the universe? For me, I think the universe sucks because of that. It's like, there's A, cure baldness. B, if you can't cure baldness, why do you have a stringy little, like, gnarly rat tail hanging out of the back of your fucking head and touching your butt, essentially, and being a hero because you have that? No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, so he got this. So he's bald, and then his uh, let's see, his partner is Secundus. I think is his name. Something stupid. Uh, and he's got a beard. I thought it was. I thought it was Framunda for a second, and then I was like, "What kind of cheese is Framunda?" Secundus. Oh, Secundus. All right. So I got confused by that. Secundus. Framunda. Uh, it's Framunda. Uh, it's movies from under somewhere. Uh, exactly right uh, next uh, switch next bullet point there sir oh so I do bleep blop blorp bleep blop blorp yep they have a lot of that vulcamator huh reengineering Fromundus capable of outpost hair guy is whiny hey. alright so hair guy alright so um, hair guy who is actually the director of this movie by the way. That guy's the director? No wonder I hate that guy. I really did not like that guy at all. No. Um, he's, uh, there's two guys like in the tech closet of the universe somewhere and they are uh, monitoring both these, these finder gentlemen and they send Abraxas after Secundus, even though they used to be partners, you know, space cops, Ugh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think we should send them because they used to be partners. And they're like, oh, that was 10,000 years ago. And they're like, ah, good point. Um, but he knows how he's going to operate and blah, 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 blah. And Secundus, just for the record, is going down to Earth to uh, mate with a human to implant them with his alien seed who might be like give which in some fucking backwards way gives him the ultimate power of the universe in some way so the algorithm right it's the algorithm that we will not say yet because i it's already been this all right all right, all right. Okay. On this. all right okay okay all right all right so uh moving we forward call it, call it we'll call it the algorithm just call it that it's the algorithm. so like um so, uh, all this stuff happens, and then my next step is, are they fighting at the North Pole? And then my next note uh, is, rival monologues, question mark? No! 
So, like, I was, I was psyched because I've never heard Sven Olsen, Sven, uh, whatever his name is, Sven Olsen, Thorson. I've never heard him speak in any movies he's been in. He says, like, two words in Running Man. He's like, the steroids made me deaf, you know. And then the, in Mallrats, he never says anything. Uh, so I was just psyched to actually hear him talk. Kind of sounded more German than uh, I think he's either Norwegian or Swedish. I think he's Swedish. He's he's European. Uh, no, the the thing that bothered me, the thing that bothered me was the fact that uh, Jesse Ventura already had a monologue, and then it was like another guy is like having another monologue conflicting with it. So it was like two monologues. Um, I would say this: there's it, it you. You had narrator conflict. That's what you had. It was, and I hated it. I don't like that. Um, the, I, I uh, want like a perspective I should touch from on one this. dude, right? Like, give me a perspective from one dude, right? It's like if we're gonna follow this story, like follow it from one guy and then tell me what they're thinking. But it, when 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 you're telling me one guy in their head is thinking one thing, and that and then at some other point another guy is thinking something else in his fucking head. It just makes it confusing and harder to just, like stay along with it, and that's what I don't like about it. I don't like to like yeah, the um, think too hard on the uh, on the subject of, on the subject of narration. Um, this will only mean some things to some people, but um, uh, in, us and another member of the former Gonzo crew, um, <laughs> if there's something that we've discovered is kind of fun to do. And when that is, did you take the word narrator? Yeah. It's is definitely a visual kind of meme kind of thing. And I think we, there's some, Does there's some legs. in Nigeria. Is that, well, kind of, not entirely. Um, narrator, Nigeria. Anyway, uh, never mind. No, you just say you, you basically, you take and do this in a text or you can do it in an email. Um, it would work well as a meme. Uh, you would just say narrator colon like have, you know, narrator like you're writing a script almost and you say narrator colon and instead of actually putting what the narrator says you just put a really weird picture <laughs> so that like it implies the narrator would have to describe the picture so it could be something like Albert Hitchcock dressed as Ringo Starr at the drum set and it just says narrator and then has that picture and oh. it's just like <laughs> and it's it's insanely fun to do for whatever reason it might be narrator and then a map of the Oregon Trail. <laughs> it's like, what does this mean? Narrator died of dysentery. But it just says narrator, and then instead of instead of words being written, it just has a picture. And the weirder the picture, the better. So it, <laughs> see, it's almost like writing a script with just a picture, the word narrator, and one picture, and say, here's my script. Uh, anyway, uh. um that can be discussed more offline. This may be something that it has to be seen to be gotten. But anyway, the narrator thing made me think of it. Moving on. Next note. All right. 986-ICE Jinkies. What is it? What is that? What is that? As a license plate. What does that tell you? That's what I said. I don't. I, on, the I, car, on the car that was parked on the planet. 986-ICE. What does that tell us? It te- well, I thought it was kind of like coincidental. They're in the snowland, and it was ice. Uh, maybe I think it might. I I would like to think. That, well, that's not. What I would like to think. I don't know that these filmmakers would be that prescient to do that. 
So I, I think you it was, know what? I, but I was also kind of hoping that it would tie into nine seven six evil, which we need to review. For an episode. we'll have to talk about the nine six. Nine yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, because there's two movies with that. Anyway, so I, I pointed that out. Yes. I saw the lights, but I was like, "Woo!" So, uh, so this is where I like kind of like realized like what Earth is, right? I said, "So this outpost planet has got to be Earth, right?" Question mark. Isn't that the guy from Running Man? Question mark. <laughs> so I'm kind of connecting things. That's Olaf, right? And then it's like a birthing member of the human race? Question mark is like okay, he's looking for some human lady to pregnant, pregnant. Which, which, unfortunately for the movie going person, isn't exactly what you would expect when humans do like matriculate down the field. <laughs> Thanks, Hankstram, and like actually make a baby. It's more if he just places his hand on her stomach and just like impregnates her. Which is lame. So they're like basically. So that's the thing. Like after that happens, like there's a lot of people yelling in old Baldy's ear, like Jesse Ventura's ear. They has to kill the lady because they can't risk the offspring having this enormous. So there's a question. Secret of the algorithm. Yeah. So that's the question I had. Is like so they're basically tracking this guy's every movement, right? And the next thing is they just sent in the body question mark technology should be better, right? So my whole beef yep. with, with all of that is it's like, listen, if they're actually det- able to detect at the exact moment where this guy actually does something with a human person, right? If they have that kind of technology to be able to detect that and, and, and to do something with that, Maybe at that point you should like lob missiles at him or like something versus oh, like sending send in a, one person in to do it. I think sending a professional wrestler in. I'm like, if they have the technology to be able to detect that at such a minute and granular level, then they should also have that kind of minute and granular technology to blow that shit out of the water. And that destroys. Now, now here's their cover your ass thing for that. The outpost guys, wherever they are in the universe, say that Earth is this planet and it's got it's technology technologically advanced, not quite as far as they have, but it's not far from what they can do. And so and they also mentioned they have trouble with their warp tubes and stuff, which, again, the tubes, the tubes. Oh, that's also plagiarism. We'll all, right, all right. All right. We'll get to we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get that. All right. So next comment, uh, Vaulted T squared. I don't know what the hell that is. A chrometer, the key to life. Yeah. Oh no, no, the co-meter. Jargon, jargon. Yeah, the co-meter oh, co- is the key to life. I kind of thought that's what Sven was doing when he impregnated her. He was co-meting her. Yeah, exactly, but he used that to produce it. <laughs> I love that whistle. Uh, so, uh, man, that old left guy can't act much. <laughs> uh, so oh they t- no, he can't. So they teleported him. Why didn't they do that before? So they literally, like, zone in on him and teleport him out. Why didn't they do that before he did all this damage? What the hell? Seriously, what the hell? They literally, like, 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 Bichir was there staring at him. And, like, bloop, like, Olaf was teleported away. Why didn't they teleport him before he did whatever he did on Earth? That bothered me. That bothered me. So... Anyway, 
you don't have to answer that because I'm I'm burgeoning and excited. I'm bellowing through this stuff because I want to hear your theory and your plagiarism mm. theory. So it ain't, it ain't a theory. I think it'd hold up in a court of law. <laughs> so I want to I want to hear this. So I'm going to go through this, but I'm going right. to ask questions. I'm going to ask questions as I go through it because that's a valid point. It's like why didn't they beam his ass out of that place when they had the capability to do it before? that balding motherfucker Ventura showed up to, like, stir some shit up. And he didn't even touch him. That's the other thing. He didn't even touch him. He was just like, I'm going to talk some shit. And then, like, bloop, you're teleported out. It's like, what the hell? What the hell? So, anyway, let's go Let's go through this. Let's go through this because I want to hear your plagiarisms. I'm excited about it. All right, so, the anti-life question. The anti-life equation could erupt. So it's an equation that's to anti-life, right? So it's a mathematical representation, something yeah. you could like print out on a piece of paper, something that you can actually like look at and read and understand, right? So that's the anti-life equation. How could that be acted upon if it's just an equation? You have to have <laughs> as an equation. I can answer that input. question in, in my in my tag at the end. I can answer that. All right, because okay, good, because I'm like. How can you input something and then have it action after that when all it is is just a mathematical formula? So that's the question I had at that point in the movie. So next. So what the hell? Techno plagiarism. What? <laughs> it's also plagiarism. <clears throat> Excuse Ooh, me. Dude, I'm excited. All right. I'm just going to move this. So all right. So all right. what the Go. hell? Techno words in the way. Get to the action. Exactly. Yeah. Very sci action. It's not science fiction, it's sci action. Yeah, but it's definitely sci action. Holy hell, she got pregnant prego fast. So the guy put yes. his hand on her stomach, two. and all of a sudden she like birthed the baby in like two minutes. Pretty much. Right? Two Good minutes. Kid, yeah. Praxis. Two minutes, baby. The HQ is some kind of radio station. The headquarters for the director yep. guy. Looked like the same set that originally both uh, TV's Frank and Dr. Forster were at for Mystery Science Theory. <laughs> it looked like a fucking radio station public television thing. Draw me batty. Yep. Boom. Probably. She, so the other thing, she had a quick pregnancy. My next note was she recovered quickly after that birth. She's like, boom, popped a kid out in like two minutes. And after she had the kid, it was just like she was back to normal. I'm calling bullshit on that. Bullshit. So, um, the jazz horn tells me it's the 80s. There's a lot of jazz horns. There's a lot of horns yeah. and stuff like that. Joey Beth. Actually, I think it is I think it is actually 1990, but it, close enough. All right, it was filmed in the 80s. It might have came out in 90, all right? I true, stand, I true. stand by Next. True. Right. <laughs> Next on a very special L.A. law, because I love the horns. Uh, so, she raised the kid in one winter. It looked like like it was like five. It might have been five years later, but it was like it looks like they just wanted to film it at the same time. So it was just like, yeah, there's yeah. no, let's have kids there, right? So yeah, five yep. years passed. A TARDIS time hole because I didn't like that, uh, and a pissy fight between the boss was weak. I I forgot. Oh no, yeah. it was because Abraxas was like, you should have killed him. So the boss yeah. was like was like you didn't handle this butthole and then and then because like Abraxas is so defensive, he's like, Well you should have killed him the first first place, asshole. 
So you should, have, you should have killed Sven in the first place. Yeah, it's like it's like he's like, but he he's, he was like, a well, cop. You... We don't kill cops, right? And it's like, well, so that yeah. was like the rub. That was like the out. It's like we don't kill cops. And then like Abraxas was like, no, you should have killed him, you dipshit. And it's like, why are you fronting on me when you're fronting on the fact that you could have ended this he's before? Like, you want to kill a girl and a baby? Yeah, yeah. So so that was pretty weak. Uh, and then I said they crossed the streams. I don't know why. Oh, no, I know why. Because somehow they, yeah, got, they, beamed they beamed each other to Earth at the same time. I don't know. I never understood that. I they still beamed them at the same time, and they crossed streams, and that course that takes away all the weaponry they send them down with, meaning we can't come up with prop weaponry. <laughs> exactly. So so it's like, and now he has no weapons. It's like, it's like, ugh. So... It's like, what kind of weak? That was so weak. That was weak. It was like, oh, oh, he's teleporting. We got to teleport him right now. A, how did Olaf teleport? B, who set him up with that? C, is it like more than just Olaf? D, okay, why did they send him at the same time? E, why did they show up at Earth at the same time to have that shit crossed? It's so convoluted. It's just terrible. Yeah. That's... So then I'm like, why the hell is the body all tore up? It's just water. So Olaf comes out of the water and he's like, yeah. I'm a badass. Then Jesse comes out of the water and he looks like he's dying. It's like, why? What? No. And now, the one thing that has completely redeemed me for this whole movie, and I want to believe that it's kind of like you know, we talked about comic books, Tim. We talked about DC. We talked about Marvel. You know, Justice League with Batman versus Superman. Yes. You know, we talked about the Marvel comic universe, you know, with Avengers and Daredevil. Because Daredevil does reference all the stuff that happened in New York. Yeah, again, good reason to watch it on Netflix. But now we have our own version of a, continuing, a continuation of the universe of Abraxas. Connected to Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi oh, in this movie. I forgot about Jim Belushi. He's a principal who is a shitty principal. Yes, but um, Tim. The kid is cool. Yes. Have you seen the movie The Principal with Jim Belushi? Yes. So, yes. for me... And, the, and there's a principal too, so... For me, it's the principal of, 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 of high school or a school that Jim Belushi is at. Ties those universes together. It's a continuation. We have the principal, and the principal two, and then we have a Braxis. It's all within the same universe and continuity. Blew my mind out of the water. It's a, it's a spinoff of the principal. So. And so. they're trying to be funny. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> It was not funny. No, but the kid doesn't, the kid doesn't talk. So he's at school. So naturally kids are going to pick on him. And he's like, Hey, the kid's having a hard time. Cause he doesn't talk. And the kids are making fun of him and shoving him and stuff. You need to take him to a special school. And she's like, have you asked the other kids to not do it? And he's like, I didn't no, do it. I have not. So, I haven't done that. That's a good idea. I will so, do that. So here are my notes. It's like, Oh God, Jim Belushi. No. And he's putting words into her mouth. 
And it's like, The Principal! Because that movie was fucking awesome. You should see, we should all see The Principal again together as a family. And then after that, it's like, What is this, a comedy? Tell the kids to stop it? He's being sarcastic? Gotta be. So the lady was like, Well, have you tried telling the kids to stop it? And I want to think that he's sincere, but I also kind of am thinking he's kind of an asshole about it. It's like, it's like, oh, no, I've never thought of that before. I'll try that next time. So I didn't think he was. I think he was just supposed, I think it was supposed to deem that he was incompetent. But, you know, that, yeah. It's just, anyway, it's not like the acting was so sarcastic asshole. He's like, no, lady. Of course I didn't think about telling him to stop it. And all this other stuff. So I got that. So Jim Belushi was in this movie for three minutes. And for me, it's the best part of the movie. Because it tied the universe oh. together between this alien stuff and the <laughs> fact that we have a... We have a principal at an inner city high school that rides a Harley Davidson. So I'm like, hey, I'm all in. My chips are in. I'm ready to. My body is ready for this. So <sighs> it was so good. So he disappears and never right. shows up again. He disappears, never shows up again after this. And I'm like, wow, you're killing me. Once he's in one scene, that's it. Yeah, it was a bet for me. It was the best scene in the movie. So, Fox number, yikes, and a big old phone. I don't know what the hell that means. It's like the director is actually right. telling them to run through the brush. I have yep. no idea what I'm talking about. Wheat grits, okay. juice, yikes. Yep, she runs an organic store. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, is that Buddy Limbeck? <laughs> no, it is not him. It looked a lot like him, though. Uh, it's Buddy from Charles in Charge, but it's not. Yeah, I thought it was him. It looked a lot like him, but it's not him. All right, so he's all doing that, and then my next note is, what a dick, he just knocks over soda, right? So he breaks... He's in. like a klutz, because... He's got a crush on the, the woman who runs the organic store, who's the mother of the weird alien kid. Yes, but Olaf steals a car, and he, like, remember when he steals the car? And uh, I didn't yeah. put that in there, but I remembered it, right? It's like, uh, they had the asshole lawyer guy camping. Because they spent so much time in the woods where they're just running after each other. It seems like they're kind of deliberately like throwing them through branches and brush when they could just avoid it by running elsewhere. So they're just like run through all this brush and stuff, and then it's like it's like it's like they're running through it and they get done, and all of a sudden they come upon this campsite where they have this asshole that's on his like super blocky cell phone, saying, "You got my fax machine number?" And then like and then like Olaf comes in and. And does justice right, in my opinion. And just like, give me your car, give me your keys. Gets the keys to like the car, and then like Jesse Virginia shows up out of nowhere, right? Right. So like uh, Jesse Ventura jumps on the car, and then Olaf drives away, and then Olaf just like ends up driving away, and then Jesse Ventura goes back, and he 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 browbeats the lawyer guy because he's in, ultimately a pussy. 
And he's like, take me there. I'll save all this other stuff. I'm a good guy, whatever. Bullshit, whatever, bullshit. And then Olaf rolls into like a gas station because the little talk box, the little answer box, which becomes more important later on in the movie, apparently, although they didn't really set it up too well. The answer box is like, there's more fuel here. So, like, like Olaf rolls into this fucking gas station, kicks open the door. And then before he, like, figures anything out, he just, like, takes Coke or Pepsi glass bottles, and he's just, like, spilling them on the floor and breaking them like an asshole. It's like, it's like, okay, you he's need to power up. He's got to power up, right? And then the computer's like, your power-up's over here, right? But, like, out of the whole mm. sequence of all that stuff, is like, why the fuck are you going to knock soda bottles down, dude? You're just being an asshole. He's being an yeah. asshole on that. Coca Cola was a pay, was a sponsor of this movie, even though there was a lot of Pepsi placement. So maybe they had him knock over some Pepsi bottles. As a, yeah, he literally like yeah. takes three bottles and flicks them with his finger in the ground. It's kind of an it was kind of an fu to it was kind of an fu to Pepsi from Coke. They're like, yeah, knock over some Pepsi bottles. Okay. So like um, so like yeah, so some other like really muscular dude shows him like you shouldn't do that. No off takes him down, but. While, and then he goes and plugs to the wall. Yes. So while that's charges up. While that happening, some of the best lines in the movies happen to him. Oh, which lines would that be? My box has VD. Trust me. Oh God. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Just pull it up. Yes, we haven't done that yet. Pull it up. No. We well, this movie doesn't merit a lot of pulling up, but let me just. Um, my box has VD. Um, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. Yeah, after that. What? After that, members of our first were taught to avoid VD. Oh, was... hang on. Do you remember? So he, like, he, he taught the lawyer asshole. Hang on, I'm still. Keep going. He tucked, yeah, he tucked lawyer asshole guy to drive him into town. And then he's just like, my boss has VD, trust me. You want to hear you want to see something? There was this one other part before we get to the VD clip. Um, do it. Let's do this. There's the really creepy part just when Jesse Ventura is shirtless in bed and talking to the young boy. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. That's after the fact. That's after VD? That was after the fact. Okay, hang on. Let me back. Wait a second. Let me find the VD thing. It's right. I think I'm just about there. Uh, no. I have where, does, where does he say? Where does he say the VD? Sure, the VD thing's not after that. No, it's not. Because hang on, hang on, hang it's, on. It's when they spent five minutes wasting our time in the forest, running around trying to fight each other. And uh, okay, okay. Off yeah, the ledge. Olaf kicks him on some ledge, and then Olaf comes into some campsite and accosts a, a truck, and then like the and then Jesse shows up and is like, okay, "Let's here, ride together, here we go. To the camper, right?" Ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Don't let the gunshot fool you. Let's, let's... I know. 
It's all snow and dirt and all the tires squeal. They all squeal! Alright. Hang on, there's a lot of chasing around here. There's a lot of that in this movie. Shit, maybe that wasn't it. It's when he steals the truck, right? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I, I might oh, have just. I know where you're at. You're you're at where Olaf like yanks a guy off a motorcycle, right? He stole. So it's after the jeep thing. After he steals the guy's jeep, there's wheat grass. They're in the store. Yada yada. Okay, hang on. We're getting there. I'm just gonna fast forward a little bit. He's at the garage. He goes in. He powers up. Remember He's not. No, no, there's no. a wait. It might be before that. Here's the Pepsi getting knocked. You think it's before the Pepsi getting knocked off the shelf? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not. Okay. So there's that's Sven talking. Anything less is death. Here's a dueling narration a little bit. Yeah, because it's two. And so they battling monologues. You only have one monologue. You don't have two. Okay, he's powering up, yada yada. You can hear the you can hear the score and fast forward a little bit here. Hey, what are you doing right now? I am recharging my answer box. He called it. He's recharging his answer box again. Plagiarism. We'll get to it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this movie would be better in fast forward. I'll say that. But um, he basically can check anybody for this equation, and if they if he checks them, they blow up into nothing. has its own particular. Oh, there we go. You got it. Hang on, let me back him up a little bit. We're gonna use VD. I love it. Okay, here we go. So, what makes you think you can locate my four by four? My box says VD. Trust me. Your what? VD. No detection. Everything, even machinery, has its own particular vibrational frequency. We just can't read them. This device, my answer box, can read and locate Please anything it's made solid contact with. And it must be able to pick up this guy as well. No. Members of our force were taught to avoid BD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole answer box thing? Total ripoff. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah. all, right, all right, so thank you for queuing that up. Let's fill this because I want to hear your plagiarism story. Let's do this. But thank you for queuing okay. that up. That's, right. that's how hilarious it was. Like, I, I want to say that, that Jesse Ventura was fed these lines and he was like, it's comedy, but he needs to be as straight laced as possible. So when he He's gotta be like, so. Members of our force were taught to avoid VD. I mean, I would crack up with that line. Here comes Doug, and he's coming from a green beret, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so, so, so what I'm saying is like, there's some comedy thrown in that's like not intentional that you need to pick up on, and that's kind of cool. That's what I liked about it. But this movie was still a turd. Anyway, all right. Notes. Yikes! Gold gym alert. Somehow, like, Jesse Ventura yep. switched into a Gold's Gym t-shirt, and that sucks. I hated that. 
And then I saw. Yeah, well. He, and then sure. I saw right after the warning. I don't know what that means. What the hell? He just shoots at a bike, and then grabs the guy. So Olaf, that's what you had earlier. Olaf just like ends up like grabbing a dude off his bike after he did some like wheelies around him. It was dumb. It was it was just dumb. I'm not gonna waste time on that. Olaf. He Olaf steals the bike and rides off. And yeah. Is that a boy or a girl? Mullet question mark? I'm sure there was somebody that was ambiguous. Uh, that payback scene was a waste. Toilet. So what happened on the yeah. toilet? The um, the kid, the alien kid, half alien human kid, he kind of oh, has this oh, little... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. So, abilities, and there's kids bullying him, and the first time... He- he makes the one kid piss his pants on the playground. That yeah, kid stalks that was in the, the bathroom. Kid. That was the mullet kid. I thought the mullet kid was a girl because the way he looked. No, well, he's a he was a Canadian. So the Canadian kid then is, follows him in the bathroom. He's like, "Oh, payback! I'm gonna get you now, kid!" And then the kid like knocks him into the bathroom. And I think he gave him like a like a telekinetic swirly or something because you hear the toilet flush. Mm-hmm. So no, I said, "Man, people don't bust in doors like they used to." And then I said yeah. that ozone layer plaster thing didn't stop the lamp. No, apparently not. Uh, Sven Dorsen just busted right through a front door, and then he jams a lamp into Jesse Ventura's gut. And so they spent all this time yeah, at the he, beginning of the movie saying, hey, I've, I have ozone layer restructuring in my body. It makes me more impervious to dangers and stuff like that. And then Olaf busts a fucking, like, night lamp over his knee and jabs it in the side to Jesse Ventura and all of a sudden it fucks him up. It's like, wow, that conditioning doesn't work. So it just, like, blew my mind. I was like, what the hell? I'm just thinking maybe because they're both fun. They're both strong, so he was able to actually puncture the skin. That's I'll give him that. But I was like... So he pulls it out and... (laughs) His answer box heals him. Again, plagiarism. Um, Alright. Ooh, no. Alright, so let's keep going, because I want to hear this answer box theory. Okay. Uh, I might okay. have watched like half this movie already. <laughs> Nerd boss puts another dude down there, so he's pissing and moaning. Right? Yikes, Jesse's a little top-heavy buff. So this is where it gets into the, uh, the shirtless bedtime stuff. Right? Ugh. Non-organic lettuce. I don't know what that means. But what I did say after that was Pillow Talk by Jesse the Body Ventura. And I, then after that, I said... Yeah, well, it's because he can't... Even the blues music is weak. So, like... So Jesse pops off his shirt, and he's sitting in the bed, and he's all buff and stuff. He's, he's very top-heavy. Uh, and he's talking about just... He was... Uh, He's talking to the little alien boy. And here you go. Here, here it is. What's coming up? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that part. Here we go. But one of the men began to grow unhappy. No, that's not quite what I want. I want the first part when he the first like intro he has to the kid. Here More we go. than I believe. It's so creepy. Here we go. Kid's in bed. He's gonna get up and go in and see what Jesse's doing in the other room. He's healing up from his lamp wound. Okay. You won't hear much because the kid doesn't talk. Um, so the kid wanders in there. Here we go. Creep, total pet, you know, pederist kind of chatty stuff coming up. Pederist. Oh. Uh, uh, 
Hello. I suppose you're not tired. Do you want to sit up here with me? Oh, God. Or you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's about two men. What? Partner. What? <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> two men who are partners. He's sure, and keep in mind, Jessica Ventura is sitting in a bed shirtless. With his fruity little Talking to his little boys, like, would you come, like, with his fruity yeah, little Yeah, would you like to get up? It is over both pecs. Yeah. Policeman? No. I'd say more like peace man. Penis that's man. a person who tries to solve things. Anyway, that's enough of that. This is creepy as hell. Yeah, so that was all creep-tastic. And meanwhile, Dancer's not even noticing the fight. So Olaf, like, rolls into a titty bar. A, no titties. B, he beats up a bunch of dudes. And while he's beating up a bunch of dudes, the dancer doesn't even fucking notice that dudes are being beat up. Right? So, like, he gets on stage, and then she turns around, and, and then, like, boom. Olaf's like, oh, you're not the girl. Because Olaf is like, like, oh, she must be, like, a stripper. That's who I impregnated earlier. But no, he's completely wrong. It was just a waste of time. Like, if, if he showed up and, like, like it was like uh, Santa Claus with, with Goldberg, right? So, like, no, Santa Slay. Uh, with Santa Slay... Like, Goldberg showed up into a titty bar, and there were actual titties there, right? So, like, Olaf showed up into a strip club in Abraxas, and there was no nudity. And when it was revealed that the lady dancing on stage was not the lady he was looking for, he took off. It's like, what a waste of time. If you're going to waste your time, movie-wise, going to a strip club, then you need to fully... No pun intended. Flesh out uh, the fact that they are in a titty club, and by showing some nudity, and they did not do that, and it was a problem. It was a big problem because, like, what we both know in Santa's sleigh is that yeah, there was nudity, but there was also like shovels jabbed through chests and and more violence and stuff like that we saw that that made more sense. They went for. They went for. Yeah, it made more sense in the movie than what Olaf did in this movie. And it kind of harkens back, I'd probably get to it, it harkens back to the fact that Olaf ate everything on a breakfast menu in a diner. And, like, there was two, like, waitresses, like, arguing over the fact, like, who the fuck is this guy? But they, like, ended up giving him everything on the menu anyway, and he ate it. And it's just like, what a... I mean, I, I I guess it was comedy, but it wasn't really funny at well, all. Well, they come to him and he's like, what's this? And she's like, it's a check. And he's like, I didn't order this. And she's like, everybody gets one. And he eats it. And he's he like, eats it and walks nice. out. He eats it and walks out, yeah. So right after the dance request, I was like, this movie is too long. Yes, was the breakfast scene supposed to be funny? It was the next scene after this. I was like, oh. No, the comedy wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, Jesse, nice little rat tail you have there. That's when I noticed the rat tail. And then I said, answer box. Yeah, it took. And then I said, answer box is annoying because it was. I mean, really. 
It's like halfway through the movie, they decided that he needed to argue with his answer box. It was just a waste of time. It was lame. It was completely lame. Yeah. Who would want to kiss that? With, Stop Who? talking to me. Yeah, exactly, right? Don't tell me what I need to do. Who would want to kiss that dome? And that's Jesse's bald head. Uh, does a cop really have to hide yeah. in Uzi? So, does a cop really have to hide in Uzi? Was a question I asked. Because Why does the cop... The cops approach Sven and they go to, like... They pull their weapons. He's like, ha They know he's an alien by this point. And they're like... He's like, oh, no, no, I'm impervious to your weapons. And then, like, they, they shoot him with a gun a few times. Nothing happens. So then he, he like, all of a sudden, the, the guy who looks like Buddy from Charles and Charles whips yeah. out this, he whips out this uh, Uzi and just lays into him. And it does knock him down, but it doesn't stay down very long. No, because I asked the question next, is, are Uzis really useful? I always see them, but they never yeah, do so, damage. And then yeah, I, and so they. Uh, and then I said deja vu in this movie, and then it was like, why did the yeah. kid try to climb the damn barn? So the kid ran away because he thought he was hurting everybody, and then they caught him as climbing a fucking barn, and it made no sense. All right, so moving on because don't think about that. All this movie is doing is waiting to get to the final fight scenes. What I thought at that point, right? Well, I guess we need to make the bad guy worse by killing kids. Yep. So he goes into a grade school and he's like, I'm going to kill kids if you don't. And the whole town, the whole county, everybody on the planet is like, all right, well, I guess he's on a message. We can't do anything. We're powerless, right? He's like, what yeah. the hell else? He's like, Get, bring, me the, bring me the co-mater. I'm going to start killing all these children in the school. Yeah, and then I put eleven eight six two next Tuesday. I don't know what the hell that meant. Uh, okay. Uh, that dweeb guy. Sw- well, I can tell you that. Hmm? Can you tell me what? Well, you can tell they're in a school when they're in the school. You can tell they're in Canada filming this movie, and they did film it in Ontario. Um, you can tell because the first grade says uh, it doesn't say first grade; it says grade one. And that's a Canada thing. Yeah. There's grade two. You'd say I'm in grade eight. I'm in grade nine. So. So I put the dweeb guy serves no purpose, and I think it was like the director of the movie. The guy was just pissing and moaning, and he didn't really have any effect on anything. He was just like bitching in front of a pe- no. television, like. It was. He himself a, uh, getting himself in front of it. Yeah, and then I put let the Volvo lead the way to justice because they rolled into that grade school with a Volvo, both the lady, the son, and Jesse Ventura, which I thought was hilarious. And then I was like, "Run, Tommy, run!" So like, uh, Jesse Ventura got to fight with somebody, and he's like, "Run, Tommy, run!" And he said, "Run," so weird. I thought it was kind of funny. And then I was yeah, like, "Yeah, he's." And Tommy runs. And then I was like, what? So um, Tomater can blow up too? I don't know what that means. This is turning into a music video. Uh, oh, yes. because, uh, because Jesse Ventura punches Olaf, and there was like fireworks after either each punch. And then in all caps, I was like, well, as I am. 
And then I was like, oh, music video over. So it was like a music video where where he punches Olaf, but it was like fireworks and shit with every punch. Well, I think it's supposed to be that the co-mater kid is unstable and he's making shit happen is because he's scared. So he's blowing up stuff with his mind. That's the way I took it. I took it. It was like a music video. So as he's just running... was punching people. And then it was like with each punch. Well, it was like, boom. Well, the, I mean, the fact that they play the prime mover strong as I am over the fight scene. Hell is, yeah. Um, and that's the mood. That's the song we're going out on with tonight. The strong as yes, I am song. Strong as I am. It was beautiful. I love that song. And it was actually a, um, it wasn't for this movie, but there, there is a music video for Strong As I Am that was tied to a movie that was tied to Manhunter from 1986, which is the first real Hannibal Lecter movie. Oh my God. That's... Which is actually, it's, which is actually a pretty good movie when you, you get right down to it. It's blown my mind. My mind so, Strong As I Am, look it up on YouTube if you choose to do that. There's a music video, and it's them on a roof, like, singing the song, and then it's interspersed with clips from the movie Manhunter. Wow. So, I said, oh, music video over. And then I said, uh, ankle twist, what, question mark? And then, what, they couldn't even blow a dummy up? <laughs> no, couldn't do that. So, they fight, blah, 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 um... The guy ends up, uh, he's going to, he, Jesse Ventura is going to kill Sven, I think. No, he's going to yeah. kill something. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, they, they, st- he does kill him. I take it back. He gets to the end and Sven is uh, doing whatever he's going to do. Yeah, he's going to, he's hanging off a ledge. The kid pulls him up and then he like grabs, after he, when he gets Sven, he's like test him for the anti-life equation and then Sven blows up. And then the kid, he thinks he's going to die, and the, he thinks the kid's going to turn on him, and the kid pulls him up, and everything's peachy. Yeah, so, so then, yeah, exactly, because after that, my notes is TGI Fridays this fall with a Braxis family. <laughs> as he putters off in a Volvo, special guest voice. So that's all my notes. So, like, basically, he decides to, like, stay on Earth, and take care of this family. So it's after ten thousand years, he falls in love with some lady, and like some kid that has the anti-life equation, but I guess it didn't manifest. And I'm like, this is a total sitcom right here. It's like Alien guy. That's he why I was like, to, I'm gonna live on Earth, and then the guys are like, all right, we'll let you stay down there, but you have to give up your finder status. And he's like, fine, I'll do that. And he's like. Can I keep? Can I keep the answer box? And uh, and the answer box talks. And it's like I'm happy to stay here with you and the family. And that's like your everything's got to have a happy ending. Um, so that's the end of that movie. Answer box. So yes. so that's the end of the movie. So I want conspiracy. Give me conspiracy. Here's the deal. So you go ahead and um, we said, okay, so tell me in your opinion, and it doesn't have to be deeply involved, what would you say, no, the not. how did they portray what the anti-life equation was? What did it mean to Sven? They didn't mean what, shit. What the hell? The well, anti-life what you, I mean, equation? What he said. It's like, it's an equation. How could it be say, anti-life? 
But how would you manifest that? It's like, what would you do with the equation? Just because some kid figured it out, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, what the hell are you gonna do with it? You're not gonna do a goddamn thing. It's like with an equation, with yeah. like mathematics, algorithms, programmings, and all that other stuff. It's like it's an anti-life equation. So it's like you plug something in, you munge a bunch of stuff with the equation, and then something comes out, and apparently it's the anti-life equation. So it's like, what the That's hell is the point thing. of the whole fucking thing? Like, right? If he's gonna That's subconsciously, yeah. If he's gonna subconsciously figure the equation, yeah. If he's gonna subconsciously figure that out on his own, then I mean, what's gonna stop from anybody else figuring that out? Period. Right? It's no, like it's an equation. It's a problem it's that needs to be equation. solved. Right? So it's like. It was so. No, no, to it the was anti life so, equation, it saying was, it's going to give him. It was so convoluted. It was like. Yeah, this was more to figure out the anti life equation. It's like so convoluted. It was just like. It was like Wait, here, here's, your, here's your answer to the anti life equation. He's seeking it because if he can figure out what it is, it'll give him unlimited power. That's his whole deal. He wants yeah, to be in complete control of the universe, and if he can figure out the equation. He, he said okay. that. He so, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's ultimately his reason for wanting it. Now, let me read you this. Ooh. Because I saw the word anti-life equation in the back of this box, I this is why I picked this movie. The anti-life equation is an equation that serves as a MacGuffin in comic books published by DC Comics, most notably those featuring the supervillain Darkseid as the antagonist. In Jack Kirby's fourth world setting, the anti-life equation is a formula for total control over the minds of sentient, beanie, sentient beings uh, that is sought by Darkseid for who, in this reason, sends forces to Earth as he believes part of the equation exists in the subconscious of an Earthling. Various comics have defined the equation in different ways, but the common interpretation seems to be that the equation is mathematical proof of the futility of living. Jack Kirby's original comics established the anti-life equation as giving the being who learns the power to dominate the will of all sentient and sapient races. It's called the anti-life equation because if someone possesses absolute control over you, you are not really alive. Most stories featuring the equation use this concept. Um... Okay, so there's the anti-life equation. It gives you control over all of the universe. And it's stuck in a human's mind on Earth. Okay, there's one thing. The answer box. You tell me if this sounds similar to the answer box. Mother boxes are fictional devices set in Jack Kirby's fourth world set in DC Universe. And I will note that this stuff was all created in the 70s. Uh, created by apocalyptian scientist Hyman Using the mysterious Elmanex, they are generally thought to be sentient, miniaturized, portable supercomputers, and although the true natures and origins are known, they possess wondrous powers and abilities, even not understood by their users. These range from teleportation they can, to energy manipulation to healing the injured. They can provide their owner with unconditional love and self-destruct when their owner dies. Mother boxes have sacrificed themselves for causes they believe in and are greatly respected by the people. Um... In most physical appearances, they are a shape of a small box, can also be much larger. They always need to be in the shape of a box. They usually communicate with a repetitive ping, which can be understood by their users. Uh, here's the other kicker. There are little tubes that they're transporting people. Yeah. 
Um, in the same world that these other two things came from, there is a thing called the boom tube. It is a slang expression for an extra-dimensional point-to-point travel portal opened by a mother box used primarily by residents of New Genesis and Apocalypse and DC Comics. Uh, a boom tube works. has never really been explained. Da, 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 da. When in use, the tube uh, appeared... Let's see. Da, 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 when, you, uh, when in use, the tube coded in arcane technology appears to appears for the user to pass through uh, by a loud boom noise. A tomb needs to be generated or opened by another device, commonly a mother box. Boom tombs are powered by a mysterious X element, which serves the matter threshold, blah, 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 blah. Um, so what you're saying... Uh, wait a second. It is, in, the, in the initial Kirby cosmic depicts the boom tombs as sort of a quasi-technological technological equivalent of the Bitfrost, the rainbow bridge linking Asgard and Earth. Bitfrost. Okay, I got a bitfrost. Tubes are described as a bridge to Earth. Subsequent writers have allowed the tubes to be used for point-to-point transportation to various locations, thereby making them near ubiquitous for the travel of the new gods. So you have the anti-life equation, which is used in exactly the same sense it is used in DC Comics. You have the answer box and the mother box, which are used in almost exactly the same sense they were used in the new Jack Kirby's New Gods. And you have tubes for transport through extra-dimensional uh, travel, which equates to the boom tube. Thus, I think the director read a lot of New Gods and took the ideas and put them in his movie, because he also wrote the movie. Well, I rest my case. Well, uh, I want to say that... Uh, who's, who's the director of this movie again? Um, give me a second. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Something Lee. <laughs> Something Lee. Uh, I'll, pull it, I'll tell you for sure here in a second. I am that um it's a ripoff it is a total ripoff hang on hang on one second i had that window open too i'm so terrible all right sorry i had to take care of something real quick um so there's a praxis I should. Okay. It was written by something Lee. I can't remember what his first name is. Oh, directed by. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Cast. Storyline. Details. Oh, this movie gave me a hiccup. Uh, oh, poor Terminator ripoff. Yada, yada. Cast and crew. I just need to see the director here. Turkeys. Damien Lee, writer, director, and in the movie. So, so he starred in it, he directed it, he wrote it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, getting some power flickers around these parts. Well, I got hiccups too. Uh, let me just check something real ratch quick. Damien Lee, director and writer. That guy ripped it off. Totally. Damien Lee was born in 1950. He is a producer writer known for our Dark Truth, King of Sorrow, and Jungle Boy. Wow. Um. Well, uh, being being uh, in a 
in a spot in Texas, we are great. A big thunderstorm watch, and we might even have a tornado rolling in. So, anywho, the tornado that is Abraxas, or a tornado that is Abraxas. So, um, anywho, that is my uh, my copyright infringement specialty, and uh, that's all I really had to say about Abraxas, other than that they pretty much stole a whole lot of ideas from the new guys. So, anywho's. Tim, would you fast-forward that? I, uh, yeah, I would say fast-forward this one. <laughs> um, if you start it, you should, I mean, technically following the rules, you shouldn't, but yeah, go ahead and fast-forward this one. And, I mean, I did say that, I would say this, I like this, I do like uh, the song we'll be going out on a little bit, so. Ooh, uh, Peter Gabriel? No, it's going to be the Prime Movers. Um, it sounds like a Peter. It does. Um, yeah, so I'll turn it down a little bit. It's called Strong As I Am, featured in the movie Manhunt and in the movie Braxis. Um, my whole take on this movie... Jesse Ventura can't act <laughs> worth a damn. No. He was so dry. And I may, if, if all of a sudden you don't hear me, my power went out, so. Okay. And I'm hiccuping because Just, Jesse Ventura is acting so bad. But uh, anyway, uh, Olaf, Olaf, Olaf was more inter- interesting. Jesse Ventura was not, and the fact they had doing monologues showed it. So it was like Olaf was probably more interesting, but we had to deal with Jesse Ventura. (gasps) Wow, hiccups. But uh, we had to deal. You can fast forward this one. I would say I would say if you're gonna watch this, be be a fan of Olaf and. And not Jesse Ventura. So. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll leave you with the Prime Movers, Strong As I Am. Strong as I am! Totally 80s, even though this movie came out in 1990. Yeah.
Yeah.